the plane lands in Washington, D.C. And as the passengers disembark, a group of people wait to welcome those coming through the gate. An honor guard and other veterans stand with flags, and volunteers seem to be looking for an opportunity to serve and to cheer those that are coming through. Some are in wheelchairs, and others stoically walk through the crowd. Vehicles wait to take them to their destination, a memorial placed in their honor. Maybe you've heard of one of these flights. The Honor Flight Network was formed in 2005 by Jeff Miller and Earl Morse with a mission of honoring our nation's veterans by bringing them to Washington, D.C. to visit the memorials and the monuments that have been dedicated to their service and sacrifice. While originally focused on honoring our nation's World War II veterans, the Honor Flight Network now also honors those who served in the Korean War, the Vietnam War, other operations, and in cases of terminal illness or injury, veterans from more recent service eras. Since its formation in 2005, the Honor Flight Network has taken more than 240,000 veterans to Washington, D.C. Today, the Honor Flight Network is currently comprised of over 125 hubs throughout the country dedicated to carrying out the Honor Flight mission. The network serves over 22,000 veterans each year. I think what these numbers tell us is that there are many who not only understand the power of honoring others, but they are also willing to sacrifice to make sure that that happens. Welcome. Thank you for joining Bridges Nashville online today. We are currently in a series called One Another. And Pastor Curtis has shared some powerful insights into several of one another statements that we see throughout the scripture. And we have learned what it means to love one another, to spur one another on. And last week, we learned how we are to forgive one another. What a powerful set of statements. Before I continue in these one another statements, I feel compelled to share why this series is so important. We know that it not only is the Bible primarily the revelation of God to man, but it also gives us instructions on how you and I are to live out this new life in Christ. I believe that as we stand before God, one of the most important questions that we're going to have to answer is, how did you treat your fellow man? In other words, how well did you do in relationship with those made in God's image? You know, it's so vital that we get this right. And hear me today, house church is a great way to live these one another statements to their fullest. So let's look at the scripture. Let's look what Paul wrote about it in Romans chapter 12, verse 10. He said this, Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Now the Greek word for honor here is time, which means properly perceived 
value, or worth. Literally, in place of worth, you could put price there. Now, here in Nashville, the housing market is crazy hot. I just read an article the other day that stated that the houses sell at the second fastest rate in the entire country. When a seller puts their house on the market, they go through a process to set a price for that home. There is a worth or a price that the realtor assigns. Now, if you as a buyer decide to lowball the perceived price, guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to be shown the door. There's no way you're going to get a sniff of an accepted bid. In other words, if you want the house, you're going to have to bring your A game. You're going to have to bring your best bid. And I believe Paul is sort of saying the same thing to us here in Romans. God has a place of worth on each of us. And as we live this life with one another, we need to bring our A game. How do we do that, though? How do we honor one another? Well, I believe we see in Scripture how we can do that. So here are three things that you and I can do to show honor. You can write these down. The first is we prioritize. The second thing is we praise. And the third thing is we protect. The first one we go back to is what we honor, we prioritize. In other words, we let what we honor go first. It means that wherever we are, we are not always looking to get to the head of the line or try to make sure that we're always get the best piece of fried chicken. <laughs> oh no, I know that I'm stepping on some toes now. You start talking about fried chicken in the South and you're stepping on toes. One thing that we instituted in my last church was this. We decided at church dinners and potlucks, we would let the elderly and families with small children go first. We told all the teenagers that they were to wait until everyone else had gone before they were to get in line. Now we did that not only to show honor, but to anyone who has seen a group of teenagers eat, you know that we did it to make sure there was enough food for everyone else. And here's a couple of things that I do to honor others. And then one of this is this, I always try to open the door for my wife. Open her car door, open doors to buildings when we're going someplace. As a matter of fact, there have been times that Michelle has just stood there waiting for me to open a door. Not because she can't open a door, but because, and not because she said, by golly, you will honor me. No, she did it because she knows that I value her. I also look for someone to let go before me at the line in the grocery store. I know that sometimes we survey back and forth and we look to see which is the fastest and the shortest line. Come on, raise your hand. I've been there. I've been there plenty of times. But what if the next time you were about to get in line, you looked for someone to honor? You see, whatever is first is honored. Now, Scripture doesn't give us a lot of ways to practically live out 
honor. There are a lot of verses on honor, but not necessarily how we are to do it. But in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9, look what Solomon, the wisest man in the world, wrote. Honor God with everything you own. Give Him the first and the best. So what is God doing here? He's teaching you and I how to honor. You go first. You get the best. And so we prioritize what we honor. The second thing that we see when it comes to honor is what we honor, we praise. What we honor, we praise. You see, honor has a language. Honor is a language. All throughout the epistles written by Paul, we see what I'm talking about here. He started off every one of these books with a greeting and a shout out, if you will. He gave praise to those who had blessed him or whom he had seen operate in grace and love. You and I should speak the same way. When you walk into a room, you should be calling out the good things that someone in that room has been doing. Look, I saw how you served. I saw how you reached out to that person. And thank you for blessing me and my family in this situation. Thank you. And so we say that. When we open our mouths, we are either lifting up or tearing down. There are no idle words that come out of your mouth. And to be honest, two of the places that we struggle the most with this is in our home and in our church. It's so easy to get caught up in speaking negatively about our family and about others in the church. We need to flip the script and give praise. You know, there's this story that I heard about a couple that got caught up in a war of words. They were just going at each other, cutting the other down. One day they were on a road trip, you would say, and they went out to the countryside, and as they were in the countryside, the man saw a field full of pigs and cows, and he thought to himself, man, I have a zinger for her. So he looked over and he said, are those family members over there? And she, without missing a beat, looked over at him and replied, Yes, they're my in-laws. Now don't be like that. James chapter 3, verses 9 and 10 says this, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men, who has been made in the God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. And so I say, let's live by a different standard. You know, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 29 and 30 says this, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. I don't think it's any coincidence when God's talking about what we speak, that He talks about the, us not grieving the Holy Spirit. So Bridges, let's live by a culture of honor. 
where we prioritize and we praise. So the last thing that we do is this. What we honor, we protect. What we honor, we protect. You know, when we value something, we protect it. Think about that for a moment. Where do you put the nice jewelry? Of course, you lock it up. You put it in a safe. Women, what do you do with your purse? You, you keep it close to you. You hug it. You hold that thing tight. Men, what do you do with your wallets? You check it often, right? You see, the more you value it, the more you value from it. When you value someone, they will respond with value towards you. Everyone knows about the story of how Noah built the ark and how he saved humanity through that. But that's often where most people stop with that story. You see, after the floodwaters uh, receded and Noah and his family came off the ark, Noah planted a vineyard to God. He made his own wine from those grapes. One night, Noah drank a little too much. He was drunk and he was naked. And one of his sons found him on a rock. And the only thing he did was he came out to tell everybody what he found. I found dad naked and drunk on a rock. Well, you know what two of his other sons did? They found a garment, walked in backwards, and placed it over him. Why? To, to protect him. You see, one son exposed his father to ridicule. The other two found a way to protect their father. You see, we live in a cancel culture world where people seem to be looking for an opportunity to expose the wrong that someone else has done. When we are people who honor one another, then honor looks for a way to protect. It says, I'm right here. I am right beside you. I'm not going to expose or embarrass, but I'm here to lift, praise, and encourage. Imagine what it would look like if someone came up to you and began to put down, say, Pastor Curtis or someone you know here at Bridges, and instead of engaging them, you protected or honored the person they were talking about. What if you said, nope, that's not for me, and just walked away? What would it look like if you found someone that had done something not so great, but instead of spreading it around, you went to them and you protected them? Proverbs 27, 18 says this, The one who guards a fig tree will eat its fruit. And whoever protects their master will be honored. You see, to honor, we want to do three things. When to honor, we prioritize, we praise, and then finally, we protect. Amen. But what is the key for you and I to honor the way God is calling us to honor? Proverbs 15.33 says this, Fear of the Lord teaches man wisdom, and humility comes before 
honor. So humility is the key to honor. If we are going to honor one another, it's going to happen with a big dose of humility. Let's pray today. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.